What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 57 of the Size Up by National Fire Radio, because what you do off the job matters. And it really does what you do off the job, you know, and I know I say this every week, but I think it's a big part of what it is you do. And uh, today, not only am I doing what I do off the job by recording a podcast with a good friend of mine, but I'm also being dad because it's snowing here in New Jersey. And of course, all of our friends, the meteorologists, shout out to Amy Freeze, they couldn't decide what was going to happen with this storm. And when you look at the maps of New Jersey, you've heard me talk about it, but there's North Jersey, there's Central Jersey, which is the best part where I am, and then South Jersey. I'm right on that central south border, literally, and literally the line of you're going to get a crap ton of snow or you're going to get a very little bit of snow was right where I live. And then they played the game of the snow will start at 6 a.m. or the snow will start at 7 a.m. or maybe 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. And for that whole time, school's like, what do we do? What do we do? So anyhow, the boys are home and we are having a good day. Uh, They're currently playing their two Xboxes because as I was explaining to my guest before we went on the air, you can't play on the same TV. The screen's not big enough. So one has an Xbox in the basement and one has an Xbox in his room and they're playing together. So welcome to the digital age and and how you play with your brother these days. Uh, But I can throw it back because I'll get some probably hate that I let my kids play video games or some crap like that. So we are doing a puzzle as well today in the snow day to go with like 19... 80s snow day fun because uh, it's not fun snow to go play in but anyway i'm talking enough about myself so real quick shout out to my buddy brett from the original mustache club slide over a little bit he threw me this t-shirt you can listen to brett on episode 53 of the size up uh, he's a great guest we had a great conversation and it kind of leads me into my guest today now if you can see if you're paying attention on youtube i did grow my mustache in because i didn't feel it was right to wear the t-shirt without a little bit of a mustache Um, But Mrs. Pip came home from work yesterday and was like, yeah, that's got to go. But my guest today does, if you're watching, have one of the most epic stashes. Like, uh, were you born with that, Cody? Stash? Yeah, I just came out with it, you know? Just came out literally. I mean, that is going to work in progress, (laughs) right? Yeah. Well, I've had it for about, I think, seven years now. Nice, nice. I grew it for No Shave November one month and then... uh, it just, stayed. it just stayed. My wife it was like, what is going. going on here? And it was, it was, she didn't really like it at first, but. Mine's now, still, you know what? My, it's part mine's, of me. mine's big excuse is that like, well, when I met you, you didn't have it. And I'm like, I couldn't grow it at 25. It looks really bad. This, what you see now is like a week at 25. That would have been like a month and a half of this awkward patchy stage that happens with mustaches. Right. Yeah. I just tell people, Hey, they're like, I wish I could grow a mustache like that. And I'm like, oh, you, it sounds like you're just a quitter. <laughs> it's really, it's, or, you, or you have a wife and you yeah. know, she really puts, puts some stuff on the table that you're like, nope, I'm shaving my mustache. It's got to go. Right. Yeah, not worth <laughs> you, it. When you get to that level, you got to shave it. But, you know, I didn't even introduce you. Cody from BA Shields. What's happening today, man? Not much, man. Hustling, bustling. Usual like- running errands. I was scrambling to get here back to the shop after my morning errands and you know set up download the app and get everything ready he's got this epic setup right now that we can't show you because then you know it would probably not come back and be so epic but he's actually (laughs) using a breathing apparatus to prop up his phone uh with the airpods case involved too so like loads of technology it could be the most expensive phone prop out there right now right yeah well most expensive phone prop used for me so far. Oh, it's definitely for the show. Yeah. At least anybody's ever admitted. But you, you really gotta. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think we're gonna get much more expensive than that unless you put it on a vehicle or something like that. It, it could literally yeah. be it. That could be pretty easy. But a vehicle so, doesn't fit in the office, though. You know. I don't know. You guys got a pretty big office. You've grown pretty much like exponentially every year since I met you. So there may be some room to back something in there, right? Yeah, definitely in the shop. We got some room, it's, but it's so cool too because now I've known you. I was trying to think when we met. How, how old is BA Shields? We started in let's see, early it was early or twenty fifteen, mid twenty fifteen. 
I think we met like 2017. It was like right around when you got the patent approved, I think, whenever that part was. But I'm, I'm pretty uh, sure we were submitted. We, we submitted, had submitted yeah. our patent. Yeah. Um, and that is a disaster. That takes <laughs> forever. Um, and we wrote our patent ourselves, uh, me and the other owner, Pat. Um, you didn't like had... hire someone? You didn't have AI because in we... 2016, there was no, no chat GPT to help you with that. Right. So let, let's... That would have been nice. <laughs> But uh, no, well, we hired someone to review our patent before we submitted the final uh, patent. We hired an attorney, um, which ended up being one of the best things that we could have ever done. Um, you you know, actually attorneys... trust someone that knows what they're doing and what you're doing? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, right? and um, he's, a, he's kind of a, a friend of a friend, and he does big patent stuff for, like, Polaris and Mercedes and stuff, so... In the beginning, he was kind of cutting us a little bit of a deal that has gone by the wayside, but um, it's it's worth it, you know. Back yeah. in 2015, we had more time than money, so that was one of those things that we just decided that we were going to try and do it on ourselves, on our own, and and then have someone review it um, because we didn't know where the company was going to go at that time. Um, and you know, like I said, you either got time or you got money, but. <laughs> Envy the people that have both, um, but it's always nice. You know, when you so, have both. <laughs> yeah, super nice. Not there yet, but working on it. So um, we we had the time. We broke it up into different different sections, and you know, like I took over like the creative, the engineering per se standpoint of it, the functionality, and Pat took over kind of the legal jargon and you know, stuff like that that I wasn't really interested in. And we made it work, and now we have one patent that's fully approved, and we have three more that are in the pipe. Uh, we should get one approved hopefully this month or next month, um, and and then two more that are kind of waiting in line. Which so. basically, too, and, and we're going to talk about the company here in a minute, but we're on patent stuff, so we may as well just go a little in, in reverse because I wanted to talk about patent. But what, for the folks listening who may be like, I've heard people have patents before, and, and what does that get you in business, like having a patent on your product? Um, well, definitely it stabilizes your product, and it doesn't – it protects it so that other people can't be coming in, at least in the United States. And that's kind of the one drawback of it is number one is expensive. It takes a long time. I think it took about five years for our first patent to be approved and it was kind of technical. So it took a little bit longer than um, some others, but it gives you that protection, at least in the United States, because it only covers us here. And then, I mean, there's international patents and stuff that we haven't gotten into, but if someone else starts making our product, and it infringes on our patent, we need to make the decision at that point if we want to enforce our patent. Because there's patents out there, especially in like the automotive industry. Mercedes and is huge on like safety patents and stuff like that, but they share that technology because they want um, everybody to be able to use it. And they, um, you can lease that technology that lease rights to your patent, which I imagine they do. Um, but you could also just choose to enforce it and say, no one else can have it. This is our product. We came up with it and um, it is what it is. But then again, that costs money too. You got to file with your attorney, send a cease and desist. Uh, like all that stuff takes money and time. And then um, depending on what's going on, it can open other cans of worms, you know? Um, so it just depends on what you want to do with your patent um, and how much you want to protect your product or if you want to share it. So there's, there's kind of some gray area. You could do it just to do it um, and then share that. And then you own the patent. And then eventually one day, if you wanted to, you could enforce it. Um, you know, so there's been, a lot of leather companies love leather. That's how we kind of got started in this. I was doing leather work before um, we started BA Shields and I was doing custom gun holsters and fire department leather stuff. And uh, someone approached me and said, Hey, can you make me a cover for my mask? Um, and then that 
kind of evolved into what we're doing today. But there's leather companies, mom and pop leather companies that kind of infringe on our patent a little bit here and there. But we made that decision years ago that we weren't going to enforce that because number one, a leather product that you put on the lens of your mask is not the same as our hard plastic cover that stays off the lens because we're trying not to scratch it. You don't take a $200 pair of Oakley's and wrap them in leather and say, oh, I'm protecting the lens. It just doesn't work that way <laughs> um, because it's touching it. It's going to put micro scratches and stuff in the lens, you know, so you put it in a hard case that doesn't touch the lenses. Um, so we know that, that like the leather, unless Boston leather, like some big leather company came out and had a similar product, like that's the point where we would know that we would try and enforce our patent. Um, but like, which is, there's which always is cool a spot because, for leather in the fire service, in my opinion. Yeah. And that's something you and I have talked about too. And to jump in now, we've talked a little bit about the product. So for the uh, folks, I have a lot of listeners that are not in the emergency services and for the firefighters that are on the East Coast, you know, who may not know what a BA stands for, because I had to, when I was talking to Pat and Cody for the first time, I'm like, oh, you mean like an SCBA? Because we all yeah. call what we wear on our back something different everywhere else. Uh, most recently I've seen going around social media is that a, uh, a cylinder holds air and a bottle holds whiskey <laughs> as, a, as a good meme going yeah. around, you know, and I'm like, well, all right, I guess that makes sense, but I'm, I'm, I'm not changing. I still call it a bottle for, for 26 years. I've called it a bottle. So it's what's going on. Right. Um, but so B, a BA is your breathing apparatus. That is a more West coast and international term, I think, right. To describe a, a SCBA, I think. Yeah, you hear it. it's some people, I think it's more West coast BA. Um, and, but you kind of, we start to hear it used more, more and more. Uh, just kind of as well, it, it shortens you know, it down SCBA. You don't have to say the SC. Right. It's like the, the, the lazy California surfer way out of something, right? Like that, that's exactly oh, totally. how I think it happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of turned it maybe like a slang term or something like that, you know, your BA. Um, mm -hmm. and that was kind of funny when we were thinking of, uh, names for our business, like, what are we, you know, you want something that's kind of catchy. Um, and we were like BA because, you know, when you oh, deal with ass. government, right? Badass. Exactly. I got yeah, it. Badass, <laughs> bad, badass <laughs> shields. And so then Seven it's like, years. Oh, but if I'll we're talking to together. a, if we're talking to someone that we need to be a little bit more formal, like the government, uh, we're like, no, it stands for breathing apparatus. And they're like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Perfect. That totally makes sense. I cannot <laughs> believe for seven years, I've never been like, oh, badass shields. What a great name. Yeah. <laughs> totally never thought about that. So see, I'm already, I'm already learning things here, but you know, so basically what BA shields does is, um, well, they do a lot of things, but their main product and the product that, that I first met them with is a shield that goes on your SCBA mask, so your face piece. And it does two functions. One, it's a great training function to use. So if you want to be able to not see and not have to start a fire to train that way, you can put their product on and utilize it as what we call blackout training. Um, or honestly, for me, and, and I don't know if you're going to smile or not smile, but I think the best part of the B, my BA shield is it keeps my lens from scratching because I leave it mm -hmm. on my lens unless they say working fire. That thing's on my lens. And it even ended up on a fire floor once where they didn't say working fire and we opened the door and we're like, holy crap. And my lens went flying down the <laughs> down that hallway and no one stepped on it, which I thought was pretty amazing. Yeah. But uh but that that in the in the is that like a good elevator pitch for for BA shields? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Lens protection, blackout training. Um I had I would take I started bringing my own personal mask to FDIC and I I had it for eight years um, and I still have it. It's in the other room, but it, it looks like people were blown away. They're like, there's no way that this mask is eight years old. This lens is like, has very few scratches on it. And like you said, my, I clip it to my, we run Scott packs at our department. And so we just clip it right to the harness and it stays right with me the whole time with my lens protector on it with my BA shield. And so, and it comes off so fast with the shock cord that really 
it reduces your profile because a lot of guys put it in a little nylon bag but those are big and long and bulky and they fly around if you're trying to hook a hydrant it's almost impossible to keep it out of your way um, if you've not hooked a hydrant and gotten your mask stuck in your hydrant then i don't really know how many hydrants you've hit right it's going to happen to you at some point <laughs> yeah and so um yeah it stays on until unless i can see you know smoke and fire and i know that i'm going to be first due and i'm going to be putting my mask on and going in first like it stays on my mask uh on the fire ground uh while we're forcing doors pulling hose lines all the abrasive stuff that we do on the fire ground throwing ladders um and now it's just it's protected and that lens is is pristine and then when you put on your mask to go in and do a search or whatever and you need to see you don't have a big scratch right through the center of your lens and our we all know that our lens is one of the weakest pieces of our equipment it's going to be the first thing to fail in high heat so if you have big gouges in your lens it's going to fail even sooner i think too, so that, that's a huge that. part of the pro the protection that i never thought about again until i met you guys and started utilizing the product was like some of my older masks had legit gouges in them, I would say, you know, and like, right. I do have some micro scratches, which are going to happen because you're still throwing your mask around without it. It could even happen with it on it. But I would always tend to get this like right below my eye line, this like huge quarter sized something. And I have no idea where it ever came <laughs> from, whether it was a seatbelt, whether it was a pack, whether it was a Halligan bar, it just always happened. Like, cause I don't have all my old masks, but you know, I have a, I've seen a fair amount of them. And this is since using the product that gouge has not appeared. Yeah, no, that's good. That's what we like to hear. And it's... I think that's another big part too of your story is just hearing from so many customers, those testimonials about how well and really simple it works. Yeah. Um, and one of the big things that we try and talk to people about too, is we're lucky enough at our department. Um, that we have in-house SCBA technicians that can remove, replace lenses uh, as we need them. But smaller departments, even big departments that don't have SCBA technicians, now you have to send it out. And it's even more of a cost to pay someone else to remove the lens, replace it, reflow test it, um, and all that stuff. So the savings, I mean, our basic shield um, is 35 bucks. And a lens, just a lens replacement kit for the Scott AV3000 is like 150 bucks. Um, and we went, we see departments that issue them to their department. They'll see within one year, they'll see like an 80% reduction in lens replacements. Wow. Um, and especially in academies and stuff where they're just beating the crap out of their, their SCBAs and their lenses and stuff like that. So um for a small investment um they they can save thousands and thousands of dollars and people can see it's <laughs> the, the seeing part is so nice isn't it like that that clear vision part is so good you know and it, right. it's something that i don't think we ever really started to think well reese more recently than not but you know when when you have recruits in the academy they we're literally they're getting beat on all day long Right. Like oh, all yeah. day when they're in their gear, they're working. That, that's what they're there to do. They're there to learn. They're there to experience everything we can make them experience in that very finite amount of time. And their shields, their boots, their turnout gear are just getting destroyed. And we've even in my department gotten to now when you're in the academy, you're either using uh, older gear that we have taken sort of out of frontline service and no one needs. Or I think this last class maybe the last two, we just rented them gear because it was yeah. easier to have the rental company come and replace the pants if they tore them or the boots, you know, like we had leather boots were popular when I, or were just becoming popular when I went to the Academy and they were like duct tape the toes, the toes, because you're, <laughs> yeah. you're going to tear up your toes crawling through here. And they were damn right, man. We were replacing duct tape weekly. I would say that was just ripping off. But if not, that would have destroyed our leather boots that we either bought ourselves or the department bought for us. Yeah, it's even worse when you're paying for it yourself, you know, and then you just tear it up. So I think yeah, guys, just got these guys and you, take and it's not better, that you're, you're good. Oh, guys take better care of shit that they buy, you know, that yeah. if yeah. they pay for it with their own money, they're going to in, intentionally take care of it better. Um, and we see that in um, 
volunteer departments, like our pitch to volunteer departments is a little bit more difficult. You know, we need to, we need to hit the chiefs that have that buying power and that, and that decision-making power, because we see it all the time at trade shows. Um, you know, they're like, oh, well, I work for a volunteer department, you know, like, and so, and we share masks. And um, if I use this, then pr someone's probably going to steal it or, th you know, throw it away or who, who knows what, you know, so they're, we can see the different um, perspectives of, you know, how people take care of their gear, or what their buy-in is. Like if they can, if they are a career department and they're issued their own mask, they're like, oh, sweet. Yeah, like this is mine. I'm going to take care of it. Whereas like at volunteer departments where everybody's sharing it, they can't guarantee that, you know, Johnny's not going to come in and throw that mask around. And then they come in and they try and protect it with a BA shield. And then, but the damage has already been done, you know, so. Um, I am I am so lost at just sharing of masks in 2024. Anyway, right, volunteer right, career, right. like, and, yeah. and and you hear that, and you're like, no, but it does happen because when you go to these trade shows and and you meet folks from different parts of the country, you know, their their department doesn't have enough money to buy them their own SCBA mask. Right, right, yeah, and uh, even. Our department was one of the first departments in our area. They started, they issue us our own regulator too, so that we're not like, oh, and that so was you even switch a big out thing. At the quick clip, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So when we come on shift, we put our regulator and we have our own mask. So um, it's, I don't, I don't think that it's that much of a big deal, but some guys are like, I don't want to be breathing whatever you were breathing in there. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. But yeah, it's, it's kind I of a what it, nice it comes, thing to have. Yeah. The technology now is saying you can do it and it's going to protect you. So that's not necessarily a bad idea. I guess if, if you can do it, if you have the means, you know what I mean? It depends sure. where that money came from to purchase those. And it may not be as big of a deal, but if you happen to have some and you're like, oh, we can do this. It's a great thing to have, you know? Yeah. It's nice. It's nice for everybody to have their own regulator. Um, it's just I have to make a and, new product and, for like regulator cover. Did <laughs> I just give away the secret sauce? Like some right now. Like, <laughs> dang it, Pip! No. Damn, I'm ruining it. All, all the yeah. listeners now are gonna are gonna start to make their own uh, regulator cover. <laughs> People are scrambling to thing. come up with a design. Yeah, there's <laughs> <laughs> someone yelling at their kid right now. Start engineering this on your on your uh, on your computer program. You got there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 3D printers, man. Uh, what a crazy piece of technology. Um, we just bought our first one actually for the shop, uh, and we've been using that. But we 3D print pretty much everything that we want to try out. Um, hold on one sec. Uh, oh boy, he's running away. So Folks we, who are listening in the car, I'll talk and he yeah. not too far, so. <laughs> uh, it was, it's sitting right, definitely on, right one in of your, front of me. If you're listening, tune in on YouTube now because we didn't know there was gonna be kind of a demo here, but now we got a little demo right. action so you can see what's up with the um, shield. So what we did is we'll take a, we just developed Drager. We released it last month. It took a little longer than we expected, um, as with trying to engineer anything. Um, but the Drager FPS 7000 mask, um, we we sent one of these off to get uh, 3D scanned um, because, surprisingly, uh, none of the SCBA manufacturers want to sell or send CAD files to us. Um, they always say they do, but me. then they don't. <laughs> yeah. So we... We'll get a 3D scan of the mask and then we'll have, uh, I have an engineer that um, he knows kind of what our product is and what, what I want out of the product now. So this is a 3D printed Draeger uh, BA shield. This was like one of our first prototypes um, and it has clips on the side that are 3D printed and they're screwed on. Um, we wanted to clip around the frame of the mask and be able to have like if a clip broke or something like that. Um, have it serviceable in the field by the end user. So if these clips were integrated into our shield and non-replaceable, if a clip broke, then we'd have to send them a new shield because we warranty all of our products because we're firemen. We know how firemen are. As soon as you give them something that you say you can't break, they're going to try and break it. And I'm fine with that. But um, so this is all just 3D printed. Um, it's an exact replica of what we form now in the shop for Drager. 
Um, these we don't 3D print the clips. These were just a prototype to make sure that we had a functioning prototype, um, and and then we had those injection molded and um, shipped to us um, from the manufacturer. But and they have our logo on them and stuff. They're pretty cool. I'm kind of um, jealous of the clips because I snap my fingers like once a month with the, the, with the shock cord. cords for the yeah the shock cords for the the Scott. So I'm like those clips look pretty cool, man. They they turned out really nice. Um, that was that's the first time that we've integrated like a clip style um, into any of our BA shields, um, and it's definitely. But that's something again like going back to patent stuff. I wrote that. That's one of our patents that's pending right now um, is that clip style attachment. Uh, so I knew in our original patent that that was what a direction or an option for us to use as a means of attachment. And so we had too many claims in our first patent. So they had, we had to break it up. Um, and so that was one of them. Um, so using the shock cord as a means of attachment um, was our first one. And then now, uh, especially now that we have Dragger out, that's another patent that we're going for, but it was included in our original patent. So that dates back all the way to 2015 or 2016 it, it's so was cool. when we actually submitted our patent. And I think one of the big things too, and, and you wanted to talk about this is just that, that creativity with a purpose, you know, you guys had a purpose when you made the original product, but you didn't just say, we're going to make this and put it out there you really thought the whole product out. And I thought that was probably one of the coolest things. Like the first time we met when you guys were explaining everything to me and I'm like, dude, these guys are way into this. I would just be like, look, I need something. Let's sell it. Like, let's go. So, right. And for two of you to meet that kind of are on the same page is even wild. Right. right? But can you kind of go back to that creativity with a purpose with, with kind of you and Pat back in the day when, when you were thinking this all out and through? Yeah. So, um, Pat and I got hired at the same department in the same hiring group and he had just moved from Minnesota. Um, and we ended up, they needed people to go to hazmat technician school. So we were like young in our careers and we're like, yay, hazmat, let's go. We'll get paid to go to class. Um, so in hazmat school, Jeez. we're kind of hauling around our SCBAs and SCBA mask bags. And we're like, God, these things are garbage you know like is there since i was making doing leather work and making holsters and stuff you know we were kind of just talking and um someone came up they're like oh you maybe just make like a leather cover for it and i was like okay yeah so wheels start turning and then uh pat was like it'd be cool if you could make like a holster that it could just like clip into like on your leg or something you know uh, so i'm thinking that gets my my mind going and um i'm like let me think on it for a little bit. I'll get, I'll, I'll get back to you guys with something. And so I, I'm in my garage and I'm thinking about it. And of course, leather, you can't, you can't keep it formed easily to stay off the lens. So I knew that was out for, for me, for the purpose of protecting the lens. Um, I didn't want anything to sit directly on the lens. And then, um, I was using, I was got, had some thermoformable plastic in the shop and, so I started, I made a quick template, you know, like templates are, it was super, super easy. It was kind of silly. You know, of course you got press and seal, I press and sealed the mask. I literally traced around where I wanted to cut and, uh, make it fit. And then I peel it off, make it flat, put it on a piece of plastic, cut it out by hand. Um, and then I literally just formed it to the mask, um, that I had to, for, to see how it would work. Um, and then you know, I started padding it up, spacing stuff off the lens so that it would keep it off the lens um, until I got like a rough shape of what I wanted. And then um, I remember that night taking a picture of it, taking a video and showing them what I had came up with. And uh, I still have that one today. It's awesome. Um, just kind of as a little memento. Um, but it really not much has changed, especially for the Scott AV3000. That was kind of the birth child of BA Shields because that was what we used. Um, I didn't even know much about 
air packs or you know scbas back back then um, <laughs> just that you wear it on your back and, and you breathe with it it's all I right got. right and so <laughs> um those were the big things and kind of inevitably just uh working through that create creativity with a purpose like i'm building this lens protector um and i knew i didn't want it to touch the lens and so like i made it sit on the frame of the mask all the way around instead of sitting directly on the lens. And one of the things that we found out just through, just through beating it up and, and testing it and a couple of years down the road, we're like, man, this thing, it, so now there's an air gap in there between the lens and the front and the, and our VA shield. So it absorbs impact like crazy. We've done, we've, you know, spooled up pitching machines and shot, uh, baseballs at it. No way. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, we had, we had a little, a little teaser video of stuff. We had one of our buddies shoot his bow and arrow at it. Um, and it, it deflected off of it. Um, which was, which was nice. Um, because we were like, I'm not sure how this is going to go, but, uh, of course he didn't have like a crazy, you know, like hunting broadhead on it or anything, but, uh, just field point. Um, and so, but, when we were at FDIC, just to kind of go back to the impact absorption of our product, uh, there's a company called, I think is it, it's North Star. Um, it's a little compass that you can put on the inside of the lens of your SCBA. And it tells Ooh, you okay. which direction you're headed as you're doing like an interior search. So it kind of keeps you oriented. Uh, but the way you turn it on, um, is you tap the lens of your SCBA mask twice and it would turn on and we're like, Hey dude, like you could use our SCBA, uh, our BA shields to black them out so that they can kind of see what it looks like in a dark environment. And so we gave some to him and we're like, we'll come back, we'll check in. And he's like, we come back, we check in like later in the day. And he's like, dude, I can't, I can't use your product because it doesn't Product feel the, the doesn't lens work. doesn't feel the vibration to turn on the compass. And so we're like, Oh my gosh, like it distributes those impacts to everything around the frame instead of directly to the lens, which is our weakest point. So we, th at that point we were like, Oh, we could run with this. So now at FDIC, the past couple of years, like we bring a carpenter's hammer, like a framer's hammer and we will beat on masks our lens, our BA shields while they're applied to, um, the mask and people are like, Whoa, you know, like it throws them back and we're like, yeah, no problem. Um, but that creativity with a purpose, like you, that was kind of something that we found out down the road, but I find myself, I'm just kind of a tinkerer. I, I try and make stuff better. Um, within reason, you know, I don't have the money that these, you know, Scott and MSA so you, and all these big companies have, but like just trying to improve you, you led on me into it here. Oh yeah. You led me into where I wanted to go with this. Cause as you were talking, oh. I'm like, I can't wait to continue this, but have you always <laughs> been a tinkerer then? If that's how you want to describe yourself, like little kid taking your toys apart or like, Oh yeah. Yeah. They make fun of me out at the shop here because we got this label machine um, <laughs> and it automatically dispenses labels um for us and it it stopped working one day um and like within a couple minutes i've got the thing torn apart i'm looking at like all the connections and like what could possibly be wrong with it you know maybe like a wire came loose that i could just solder back on and um they're like what are you doing like that's a 70 dollar piece of equipment like we could just order another one like it's not that big of a deal be here like, yeah but i want to i want to know why <laughs> I want to know why it's not working. Um, turns out but that's, I, I couldn't it, figure out why, why it wasn't working, but, but you tried we and, and you know, you, yeah. you filled your time in with that. And it's something that, you know, people, you know, when, when you get the people on their soapboxes, like this is a lost art and kids aren't learning this and, and this, that, the other thing, but I still feel like they are because it's a special kind of person. I, I was not that guy. I'm not a tinkerer. I'm not the fix it guy. Like everyone knows at the firehouse, like if you have to, if we have to build something, don't call me. If you <laughs> cut your leg open and it's profusely bleeding, call Pip. He's going to tell you how to fix that. Right. 
And right, yeah. I, I don't really feel like it's as much of a lost art as we thought it was. It may be different in the way kids are, are tinkering and doing things now, but I still feel like they're doing it. Yeah, I think they're just learning the the skill sets. I'm sure our parents thought the same thing when we were doing yeah. stuff. Um, all right. Um, that was Andy. He's leaving for a minute. Um, Bye, Andy. <laughs> uh, so... But like kids, the stuff that they're learning th these days is like that we're so, we, we just don't know as much about it. And they're, they pick it up so fast, you know, and the same with us. Like my mom used to hand me the remote to the TV and be like, I can't get this to work. Or can you program the clock? And, you know, you just beep, 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 beep. You'd, we'd figure it out, you know, and where they're like, the I don't, you I don't to program even know the where to start. Clock. Yeah, totally. Right. And so like they would hand that stuff to us because they either didn't want to do it or they were like, yeah, this is above my head and I don't know how to use this new piece of technology, but I think the kids, kids are just modern day, you know, they're, they're doing the same thing that we were doing. They're just doing it on different platforms. Uh, you know, and a lot of that unfortunately is behind a, a screen of some sort. And so we kind of look at it as like, Oh, they're just out playing games or they're not learning anything and it's bad for them or whatever. I think, you know, have them do certain things on a tablet or on their phone that, you know, helps, helps them learn. Um, but I think there's a lot it's, of good it, it, learning platforms out there that kids could use and not just rot, you know, playing um, games per se, you know, which, which my kids are doing right now. I already, I already <laughs> admitted that. But, <laughs> so thanks. It's called me a bad dad. Yeah, yeah. Podcast. No. <laughs> Can't wait to have you come back, bro. Appreciate you, man. Right, right. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. That's it. And so for the size up by National Fire Radio. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, you know, even, even with that being said, you know, so my oldest son is going to high school next year um, and he is following a path to take him to uh, musical theater. But in his yeah. high school, we got a, 60 something page PDF document and all these different programs. And they have a CMC machine in the high school. They have a whole <laughs> class about 3d printing, right? Yeah. So when you think yeah. about those kids that want to be the tinkerers, you know, they're going to learn to tinker this way. So you didn't have to take your Saran wrap and, uh, well, what's it totally, called? And right? a piece of plastic, well, right? They yeah. would just do it on their 3d printer because that's the technology of it all. Yeah. Or they pick up their handheld 3d scanner. I mean, iPhones have LiDAR on them now. Like, you could 3D scan something, put it into any SolidWorks or any, like, 3D design program, and then they could reverse engineer, if you know, a product to fit on something else. Um, and then 3D print it to prototype it. Like, we pay people good money to do that for us. Number one, They're because I don't have the time. Age. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> See, like Photoshop other... and stuff like that. Like that's, yeah. those are skills that, um, that people could do from anywhere too, which is cool. And, and at the same time too, you know, as a, as a dad, I think it's important to also teach my kids some things. And again, I'm not the most handy, but the other day, our pantry door, the pin for the hinge had popped up and right, mm -hmm. I could have grabbed the hammer and pushed it right back down. But I'm like, boys, come here. Let me show you something because they open that effing door more in one day than anyone else does. So it's their fault they right. slid out. And I'm like, when you see what's wrong with this picture? And like, I, I didn't just show them how to do it or, or you know what I mean? I, I explained it and they got it too. Simplest thing to be like, take a hammer, push it back down. We're good to go. Right. Yeah. Just learning and, and, those like household skills, you know, that no one teaches you um, except, you know, like your father or family or something, you know, it's it, that like how to change a tire. There's yeah. so many kids these days and that we hire at the fire department that they're like, what's a box end wrench. You're like, really? There's, this is where, where we got to start. Car? Huh? Yeah. Did you know there's a jack in my, <laughs> there's a jack in this car. There is like, right. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's just different times and I'm sure they guys were doing the same stuff to us when we got hired and they're like, wait, what? Uh, yeah, for sure. But, and like, you, you think know, about like the movie, the Christmas story, he's like, you know, we would, they would blow tires every other day in the, in the forties and fifties. I mean, right. My wife just, just, my wife just ran over another nail in the run flat. So we had to buy a new run flat, which is never fun oh. because she likes to find screws and nails on every road <laughs> that she can. And 
blame them on me, but it's all her right. no matter what. Right. So we really aren't yeah. changing tires like we used to, which is a good thing, but it's still an important skill to know, especially if you get them an older car and be like, this is what right. you need to at least start doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, they're just learning, learning in different ways, but I, and technology, I mean, AI is insane. Um, yeah. but I imagine, and I don't know how much your boys mess with AI, but like just a couple times that I've messed with it, I'm like, this is like insanely scary. Um, it is. like, and, and most of us are learning, learning AI to try and do good things with it. You know, everyone, there's a handful of people out, out there that are probably trying to do bad things with it. Uh, but it, nobody knows where it's going to go yet. You know? Yeah, no, it, but, it amazes me. Some of the things I've done with it that I'm just like, man, you just saved me like a week's worth of research and work. And now right. I can actually do the part that is important. <laughs> like the parts that would frustrate me in the past of like, that part is done for me. Now I can do the fun part of, right. of this policy or this procedure or, you know, just gathering information like. Unreal. Yeah. And it happened in like 45 seconds. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's some, it, and it just keeps getting faster, you know? So right now they have not done much with it that I know of, you know, but I feel like next year when the one goes to high school, it's probably mm -hmm. going to be introduced as just, again, a tool. You can't have AI write sure. your paper for you, but it can probably find a lot of that stuff that, you know, they're not using the Dewey Decimal System anymore. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, I pull out the card myself. catalog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you get to oh, go yeah. to the lithiograph machine and go, ho, ho, ho. Like, see, oh, yeah. bro, we never, we never thought we would be this guy. Right? Did you right. ever think you'd be the yeah. guy that was talking about how hard it was in olden times when you were a kid? Right. Yeah, no. Absolutely not. But at the same right. time, too, we're both trying to embrace the new technology that's being given to us, where I feel mm -hmm. like the generations in the past didn't want anything to do with it. Like, Mom, I'll teach you how to set the microwave timer. Why? I have you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Having my kids teach me some, even like the lighting stuff for the podcast. I'm a little off now because the sun came out, but like I had my son come up and I'm like, how's the lighting work? Because you're better at this than I am. Yeah. Yeah, totally. They'd so it, it get them in there and learn, thing. learn all that stuff. So another thing too, I want to, I want to jump into before we, we run out of time too. And, and you kind of put this in a, in a two part way when we were talking before, and that's that like, you know, being afraid to fail, but then learning from your failures. Right. And I think it's all wrapped into one. And a lot of times folks, especially in our industry, they're so afraid to fail. They don't try. And right. by not trying, they don't learn. And that doesn't get right. you to the next step, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my big thing is that I tell new guys is, or anyone that I try and mentor, I'm like, don't be afraid to fail. If you think that I've built this business or even just ran, run through my life without failing, then you're sadly mistaken. Um, I fail, I'll fail 10 times. I, I can't tell you how many... Uh, you know, design processes that I've gone through trying to develop products and they, you know, they don't work or I'm not happy with them, but it's that perseverance, learning from it, learning why something doesn't work, um, understanding the process better and moving forward. Uh, there's, I see guys at the fire department that are so, you know, they, once you put them under the spotlight and people are watching and you're like, Hey, do this skill. And they are so terrified of doing something wrong that now if it was on the fire ground and they weren't being watched they could do it flawlessly i've seen it happen yeah. and then you put them under pressure and they're like worried of failing in front of people and that they become their own worst enemy and then they fall to pieces and they're they're like it's like what i just saw you do this the other day what is going on like and if you fail it's not a big deal we can let's figure out why and maybe we need some more reps with it but you know that kind of stuff just practice 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 until you're you know you can't fail anymore um but even like with business too um we have we have failures we have uh you know we you order a bunch of material and it's you know, we overlook a minor detail and it's the wrong thickness material or the color's wrong or something. And we're like, oh my gosh, we just, 
spent like four grand on the wrong thing or I did, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> which is even worse. Don't worry. Like, don't worry. I'll try and figure this out. <laughs> like, um, you know, it, and it's not the end of the world. Um, I think the learning aspect of it is if I'm fine with failure, I'm not fine with multiple failures for the same reason, because you're not learning. You're not trying to fix the problem. That's where, that, that is that's exactly what gives me too, heartache. Right? Like you, yeah. you can fail, but you can't keep failing, making the same exact mistake because then you're, you don't understand the mistake that you're making. Right. 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 And you're not, you're not making an effort to try and correct the problem. Oh, well, there's um, the keyword that... there too, is effort, making an right. effort, yeah. right? Putting effort. in effort. People yes. think like they look at you guys and, you know, we're, we're going to be out at, at FDIC together in a, in a few months here. And they're like, wow, look at those guys with that big booth and cool things. And they're using a hammer to hit their product on it. And that all took years of effort and loads of failures oh. to get you to that point. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it. we're just, I mean, we're the same as anybody else in the fire service. Um, it just depends on, you know, it, people come by our booth and they're like, oh my God, you know, like, it's nice to meet you. And we're like, yeah, cool, man. Like we, we hang out and that's how we met you, you know, yeah. uh, that's how we meet all of our really good friends that have firefighter owned businesses that we support in the fire service. Um, we're just, we're still just people, you know? all these big keynote speakers, uh, fire chiefs from around the country that people idolize. And they're like, Oh my gosh, so-and-so is over in the corner. And we're like, dude, go talk to them. They're, they they're just they a person. To you. They're a firefighter. Yes. just like you. They right. just wrote yeah. a lot of that stuff. They wrote stuff down. The thoughts that we all have in our right. head, they wrote it down. <laughs> and they executed do it. Yeah. Execute. You come up with a plan. I can't tell you how many people come up to me and they're like, Hey, I got this idea and I'm like, sweet. What is it? Sometimes they're like, well, I can't tell you. I'm like, trust me, I'm not going to steal your, I don't have time <laughs> to steal whatever idea you have. Um, or person, or, you know, like try and go off on another Avenue to try and steal your product, but I can give you advice or I can tell you that why it won't work. Uh, and then that's your job to go and, and figure out how you can make it work. But they come every firehouse, I'm sure. It's like, hey, I got this idea. How many of those never come to fruition? Way more than do. I can tell you that much. And probably ninety percent of them. You know, they because don't want to put in the effort. People get hung up. Um, I've seen it. Um, guys start businesses, and I'm like, they're like, hey, I'm coming. I'm having this issue. You know, like, I need to hire people. I got too much volume. We've had guys close up their businesses because they couldn't figure out how to keep up with the amount of volume. I'm like, you have too much business and you're going to quit. Like <laughs> that's, yeah, that's like not people how it dream, that's people dream of having that kind of stuff, you know, but they, and they yeah. don't, they don't understand that what, what kind of work it takes outside of, um, outside of the job and how much of the time off that you're going to spend, uh, developing a company or a product. Um, and I'll give and you a tip, get, ready? It's yeah, all of it. All You're going to spend all of the time. <laughs> it's the easiest way to say, right? You need to be prepared to spend all of the time, especially right. when you're in the development stages and the growth, mm -hmm. that early growth stage. And, and it is so exciting and so much fun, but then you realize you spent all the time and you got to make sure you're not spending too much time. So it's an easy way to, right. Play. Right. Yeah. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta balance the family. Um, yep, that's, that's for, for sure. sure. Um, and I've been there. I mean, it's, it's super tough, uh, because our business that BA shields, that's what I want to be successful and what I want to advance guys at the firehouse are like, we run, uh, 4896. So okay. we call it our four day. They're like, what'd you do on your four day? I was like, I was out of the shop. And they're like, how much time do you spend out there? And I'm like, pretty much all every it. day, except yeah. for the weekends. I try to take the weekends off uh, to make sure that I can spend time with my wife and stuff like that. And we can go do some which, stuff. But Which is a great part of the balance, right? Because I try to do the same, right? I try to record these podcasts now while the boys are at school. Obviously, today was a little, little fooky snow day, but we, we make it work. Um, I yeah. try to take the weekends off, but you have to remember too, you try to take the weekends off your side hustle because sometimes you do have to go somewhere on the weekends. Like, 
a show or something. Right. So, and, and one of the issues that I had early on uh, more with when I was starting with five, five, five than with the podcast, cause I've learned so much in the, in the, in between was not even realizing that, Oh yeah, I'm going to take the weekends off, but I'm on social media, but I'm right. answering text. I'm answering emails. Right. And that's like not an off day. Right. Cause we work the weekends. Right. You're a firefighter. You, there's yeah. really no weekend for us. Even, right. Yeah. Even when you're like, Oh, you're not at the shop. You're not doing, you're not physically doing work, but your brain is still there yeah. and it's, you're still thinking about it. I'm still thinking about how can I make this design work? How can I tweak this or redesign this object or, you know, make something better? Um, it's, it's constant while you're laying in bed at night, you know, or while even <laughs> while you're driving in the car, it's just, it's constantly there. And you'll text me, other people will text me, we'll be going back and forth. We're trying to schedule stuff, make stuff, you know, do fun giveaway stuff, get kegs and for FDIC and get you guys in your in the booth next to us so that we can do podcast stuff there. And like it's just I mean, it is constant. Like you have to try and shut it off sometimes. Um and maybe that's a hard stop that, you know, at some points I'll be like, Okay, nope. Like I'm gonna literally shut my phone off because if it's if it's there and it's available, I'm going to be looking at it, you know, because if you or someone else sends me a text, I'm going to be like, oh, I got to check out and see what I'm interested, you know, and what's going on. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to call him right yeah, now. We're right. texting. I'm going to call him like I may be yep. texting you because I'm in the bathroom, <laughs> but I had an idea and you're like, I'm going to call him. And I'm like, hey, I'm in the bathroom. What are you man. doing? I'll call you yeah. back unless you really want to talk while I'm sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You're that stuck. It. But it's such a big part of it too. And a, a big part of the growth that, that you've seen and I've seen like over, over these past years is that you have to realize this. And I think some of the folks that maybe don't keep going, that's a big part of it is, is realizing that they can't turn it off. And, and maybe it is the right decision to just not keep moving forward with that, that business or whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, everybody's got their own, their own stuff and their own priorities. Um, I would love to have my four days back and go do whatever the heck I want. I've thought about that several times. I'm like, what would I even do? You know, but um, I, I would find something. Uh, well, but, that's it, right? You would just replace it with something else because you, you, we can't oh, turn totally. it off. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I can't turn it off. There's just no way. I, I know that much. Um, but I also know, too, that I have to keep that time balanced in the middle there. Yeah. Yeah. It's everybody's got different priorities. And I can see that what a lot of business, I wouldn't say business failures, but businesses kind of come and go. Um, and, and we see it every year at FDIC, uh, yeah. you know, see a new business come in, we talk with them um, and we're like, dude, this is awesome. Like, keep it up. And then in a year or two or three, we're like, huh, where'd those people, where'd those guys go? And turns out, you know, the they check in on social media when like, you don't see someone posting anymore on social media. And it's like, Hey man, just checking in. You guys. All right. Like haven't seen you post anything just to see kind of with, with folks that, you know, I've made friendships with or something, um, even yeah. on a personal level where it's just like, you know, everything all right out there. Like you doing okay. Some people are like, I sold the company for a hundred thousand sure. dollars. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Other <laughs> yeah, people are sweet. like, uh, it's just not happening anymore, you know? And, and that's what happens, right? Like it, it's, it's balance for sure. Right. Yeah. We do that a lot too with, uh, you know, just the check-in, see what people need. Uh, do you need anything? How can we help you? Um, like get through this tough time, whether, whatever it is, uh, business is, is demanding and it's very, it's sometimes it's a lot of, it's really hard to overcome like big hurdles, like just getting business insurance. Like stuff like that, making sure all your business licenses are in need, line. Like, need insurance for a business? What? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. You need a lawyer. Uh, just, you need an accountant. Like, you need people, yeah. especially with the, the not some, not with the, I mean, people ask questions about the podcast, but like so many people are like, I'm starting a not for profit. What do I do? And I'm like, you get a lawyer and you get an accountant <laughs> because you do yeah. not mess around with not for profit monies. And you and your QuickBooks or anything like that. Like, it's just not, I did some oh, research, totally. get a lawyer yep. and get a good accountant and you're good to go. <laughs> you don't want to yeah. mess that up. And this is coming from someone that's been around for <laughs> a hot minute, 
you know, so for a little bit, for a little bit, we yeah. did it for a little bit, right? Like, and, and, and most people are really receptive to it. It's the same with a podcast. You know, people come and they're like, you know, oh, I want to do a podcast. And I'm like, all right, let me tell you about doing a podcast. Cause doing the podcast, this is the best part when you leave the screen and all the other stuff starts and the rest of the week yeah. goes on. I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe no, I'm we, doing this again. Yeah, We tried it for, Oh, it was a couple of years ago. Um, we tried doing a podcast and I think we made it maybe like 10 episodes. It's about and the number just 12, a, 12 the, is the, the magic the, number. The post-production on the backside was yeah. just, we were like, we don't have enough time for this. So unfortunately went by the wayside, but, um, but that it, it goes back to, you know, delegating time to what, yeah. and where it's what needed. you want to do too. You, you had time yeah. to delegate someplace else and that was more important to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So nice, uh, man. Well, I think that, that's actually a good like wrap up kind of part two, where it's like, you know, delegating that time. And I don't want to keep you too, too much longer. Um, and we, we mentioned you guys are going to be at FDIC coming up, but how can all the folks find BA Shields if they want to learn some more about you? Uh, so www.bashields.com is our website. Um, we're mostly active on uh, Instagram. Uh, BA Shields on there. Um, other than that, uh, you can email me directly if you have any any questions. It's Cody at bashields.com. I'd be happy to talk with anyone about anything. Uh, it's pretty cool reason. to go, go on their IG because they will put pretty much any picture you send them on your personal BA Shield. So if you're that guy that's worried about someone stealing yours, put something on it that'll make it very identifiably yours. Yeah, definitely. We have, we have guys in the, at our fire department, one guy, um, and he loves making shame shields for guys. And so nice. like anytime someone like screws up or does anything, like he'll come up with an idea or a meme or something like that. And we'll print it on a shield for him and then he'll give it to whoever, uh, or just put it on their mask. Like they'll show up and it'll be like on their, on their mask when they show have, up for, for work. <laughs> have you, have you done one? I have a question now before we do the size up 10, have you done one with someone getting bucketed? Like had the water hitting them and that like, you know, paralyzation that happens to their no. body when a, when a bucket of water hits you? No, I haven't. I don't, I haven't <laughs> seen one roll through like that's like that. Not yet. I may have to get one for one or two guys. Cause I got some good, I got yeah. some good shots of that. that. That's a good one to have on there. Like you getting, cause, cause again, so, so for the, the non-fire service folks who still tuned in, you know, getting doused with a bucket of water from a height above you in the fire service is just kind of like a rite of passage. At, at some point it should happen oh, yeah. to you. Um, no matter where you are in your career too, cause it can just happen. Oh Yeah promotions or even you know passing probation anything like that yeah, yeah. Gonna first happen. fire you're gonna just, get wet because you know, yeah yeah you're gonna get wet there's nothing better to do it did though i did see it take a little bit of a decline though the cell phone life of having a cell phone and not wanting to ruin someone's cell phone uh because i've seen that occur too but i feel like that was an <laughs> error where they weren't as well protected right <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Now you have a case. Yeah. Like your case should probably protect it from that because it 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 always amazes me how much water comes out of that bucket. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> we constantly we had one last night. We had a guy pass probation, and I I'll have to send you the video. But at the dinner table, uh, one of the guys staged a water can underneath, and like they gave him a present, and uh, and then like as he's like accepting the present, they water canned him, uh, and it was pretty funny. So. It's great that they, you're like now, because everybody knows it. Cause again, because of social media, you see it happening all the time that like, you really can't hide the fact that this is probably going to happen. So now the staging and the planning, it's kind of like the A team, like trying to put your plan together to make sure you get them unexpectedly. Oh, right. Yeah. It's always <laughs> shenanigans. That's it, man. I love shenanigans. Execute. That's it. Execute, Execute your shenanigans <laughs> appropriately. Yep. That's it. Love it. What was it? I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> oh Yeah. As a captain, I, of course, don't condone any of these things or have anything right. to do with any of them at any time. That's a professional statement. Uh, yeah, given all of our captains my are lawyer. like, what are you guys doing? Wait, I don't even want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Don't tell don't me. Tell and me. it all works yep. out better. Carry on. Nope, I know nothing. <laughs> all right, man. You ready for these 10 questions? A size up 10? Yeah. 
All right, here we go. Beach or mountains? Ooh, that's tough. I'd have to say, uh, I'd go with beach. Mexican. I'm with the beach. Mexican beach. <laughs> oh, nice. West Coast Mexican beach for you, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, night out or night in? I like night in. I do too. A good yeah. book or a good movie? Yeah, and my wife and I both like to cook, so. Oh, nice. Cook a nice dinner. Watch some TV. A good book or a good movie? Oh, movie for me. I'm not much of a There's reader. A tough... no, yeah. I don't know. No, not really. Not, not studying for promotions like the rest of us are. <laughs> <laughs> when I have to. <laughs> Cross-country road trip. Who is your celebrity co-pilot, living or dead? Oh. Let's see. Uh... I think I'd have to go with Morgan Freeman. Oh, that is a very yeah. good one. No one has yeah. picked Morgan Freeman yet in the, yeah. the times I've done this. I, I think that would be, would be an rad. interesting person to go there. Yeah, yeah. That'd be, that'd that'd be, be really cool. Good. It'd be and really could, hard like, for voice. me. It'd be like, narr- he could like narrate the road trip. Narrate you know? your trip. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would just keep doing Shawshank lines the whole time. And right. be like, Andy, I'd like to say Andy fought the good fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you make your bed every day? No, not every day. I'm guilty. Nice. Way to be honest. <laughs> so, so, so you don't like to read. I do. But do you? I do. do you have a I book? I do pull the that... covers up. Okay, that's a win. I that's pull the covers up, but I don't make it. I don't make it uh, perfectly. I don't make it perfect. I just day. throw the top sheet over. That's but that's making it every day. It's, <laughs> it looks square if you look at it. So right, yeah. A book everybody needs to read. Oh, that's tough because I don't read. I know, you just said that. You could say, like, the 3D printer manual if you want to. Like, probably everybody needs right. to read one of them in their life. There was a book that uh, that actually intrigued me. It was called On Combat. Um, and it talked about the heightened uh, states of awareness that uh, the human body goes through. And they did a lot of, uh, like, research on the military and how you lose, depending on, you know, red, yellow, green, black, um, They you lose fine motor skills. Um, and so that was big, like in the military, um, because they learned a lot that they had trained really poorly, uh, soldiers in for like Vietnam and stuff like that. And, uh, so they were able to improve on their training skills and stuff like that. But I think that relates closely to the fire service too. Like if we're for sure. at heightened levels of awareness, whether we're on an EMS call or running a structure fire, like those fine motor skills go down and it kind of teaches you what to expect more like with the human body and the response to, to that. And so like trying to do fine motor skills in a heightened sense of awareness is like really impossible and you're setting yourself up for failure. And that's part of, you know, that goes into how we designed our, our masks kind of like they're super easy. There's not fine motor skills that go into putting it on or taking it off. Um, we just wanted to, to keep it super simple. And it is because I've even put my mask on with it on, forgetting to take it off prior and been like, yeah. oh, wait, psh, let me just toss yep. this over here. Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. For, forgot to do that before I got out. All right, a couple more questions here. Highways mm-hmm. or back roads? Which one are you taking? Mm. I like back roads for sure. We got a lot of them out here. West Coast, nice. Nevada. Yeah. Mountainy roads to take. Yep. Nice. Bucket list place you want to visit. Mm. I think like Scotland, Ireland. Very nice. Very, it's on my list. Maybe I've not gotten there yeah. yet. Yeah. This not is a big yet. one now. We, we just had the Super Uh-oh. Bowl. So football okay. or football. Oh. I'd go with football. Yeah. Okay. Solid. Solid. Yeah. Solid. And the last one, the bested piece of advice you could give to your younger self. Um, I think just don't be afraid to try stuff too, either. You know, um, I think a lot of people get held back because 
they're not sure they're they don't know the unknown you know yeah. so they're, and, and they get kind of paralyzed by that and like if you don't try it how do you know um i see it especially even just as simple as like trying a new food people are like oh god what is that i don't want that it's like have you tried it yeah, well no it in your I mouth. Just know what's I the worst like that's it. gonna happen how do you know how do you know what's yeah you're gonna spit it out okay yeah. cool <laughs> didn't like it Tastes like uh, ass. don't want it yeah don't be afraid to try new stuff um yeah, no, but when you and, when you look back and you look at trying to mentor younger people or your kids or anything like that is one of the constants that I tell my kids. I'm like, don't be afraid to try. So worse that's going to happen, man. Daddy, I tell them, and now I'm using my own my dad voice here. Like, daddy used to be afraid to yeah. try all kinds of stuff, and it kept me from doing so many things that I maybe mm-hmm. could have been good at just because I was afraid to try. Right. Yeah. Don't be afraid to try. Don't nice. give up just because if it doesn't work one way, doesn't mean it won't work another way. You know, try different things, try different approaches. Uh, I like it, Cody. This was a great yeah. one. I knew this was going to be great. We've been trying to plan this for a while. I'm stoked to be able to hang yeah. out with you in a, in a month or two here at FDIC. And for everybody that's looking, you know, the BA Shields booth will be in uh, what is what is known, uh, not well, necessarily row. officially, but it's known as Firefighter <laughs> Row. Uh, so on the outside in the Indiana Convention Center, the outside of the Convention Center, uh, closer to the Lucas Oil Stadium connector, I guess is a good way to, to say where you guys are with some awesome yeah. companies that are going to be out there. Uh, possibly National Fire Radio is going to be spending a lot of time over that way, too. Um, you know, it's going to be a good time. So, Cody, thanks for joining me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to the original Mustache Club again, Brett, for the shirt that you shot out to me. And for the size up by National Fire Radio, this is Pip. And remember, what you do off the job matters.